0: With handle art to scar trolls and charge tolls to cross world your bandits are catacombs of giant doors. Protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's ore. a grand theft of milk scrolls, Simons Questler, toe and earl, rocking shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news. The police need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot. all shit of game and English, and control the shoes. English control issues,
1: yes, yes, y'all,
0: yes, y'all, yes, y'all.
1: Well, this is control issues. I am the AMC,
0: and this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be Stitch Radio, Google Play, whatever the hell Apple's calling their solution at this point in time. Well, what do we also have like Himalaya? <laughs> Playing
1: radio, him radio. radio stitching, <laughs>
0: wait, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the international player with a passport. That's <laughs> like the last wish. you you get anything you asked for? <laughs> you can also head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Shoot us a message, ask us a question, send us a titty picture, whatever you want to do. Anything nasty, anything nice. All right, also go. Where's the other place they need to go? They need to go to twitch.tv slash controllers use pod where they can view gameplay videos that we post from time to time for your pleasure. AMC, how are you living?
1: I am living very well, A dub. Just just celebrated my birthday a couple of days ago. It
0: really That's right. It.
1: got some barbecue hung out. I out enjoyed it kid. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, got some barbecue, hung out with the family. Got some got some berry cobbler. Some, some vanilla ice cream to go with that uh, watch some stand-up comedy you know did 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 a pretty much a, a pandemic birthday which is staying at home with the family and just enjoying the, the things that I have around me got to play a lot of video games that was absolutely awesome oh, and yeah other than that started watching started watching a movie didn't finish it so can't really get into details with that all right but uh yeah a how how's your week been uh
0: not bad uh, I may have noted it. On previous shows, but I'll note it here again. I'm getting into a very good streak of just having awesome weekends. You know, went to the comedy store, saw Ron Funches, Mark Marin, as well as a bunch of other outstanding comedians live. It's been a while since I've been out and saw live comedy. So it was nice to be in that environment, drinking, had a couple margaritas. <laughs> you know how I do. And yeah, you know, uh, I'm coming into some good fortune pretty soon. They're switching the PTO policy at work. So, cashing out your boy's vacation hours over 11 years didn't barely take a day off. So that's a little bonus that's gonna allow me to really dive head first into the upcoming slate of games. 2.0, this place that I'm living in, and you know that added security of knowing I can stay here indefinitely, as well as put me in position maybe, maybe get a new whip. Who knows? I don't know. We just talking about plans here, but you know, having a good time hanging out with my people, people who mean stuff to me, you know, reinforcing the relationships that I've built over the years. Dude, I was at um, we did like a happy hour thing for a co-worker that's going away.
1: I ran into tunji. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just like it looks like touch. <laughs> that's,
1: that's great. Yeah, these, apparently, apparently. These people, he, these, these people <laughs> No, nothing about what you're talking. Yeah, no,
0: nothing about what I'm talking about. I mean, some people who really listen to hip hop maybe it would be like, "Oh, there's no way he's talking about that person." But, dude, yeah, I just I felt I needed to share that because Lord Tun is worth mentioning, even on this show as a part of an official segment. However, AMC, what have you been playing?
1: Oh yes, we're gonna lead off AMC. Um Yeah, we're switching it up. It's your birthday, baby. Yeah, I've been playing actually you know what? I played a little bit of cuphead that oh. was fun um, we didn't get a ton of time so you know we just we got to this honey boss and she was just giving us that that stinger and so we didn't get get quite past her we got to her her final form if you were to look at it in that way because they do these bosses tend to go through their transformations we got to the final form have not quite beat it I think we'll be able to beat it next time because we were just getting you know it, it It goes through a cycle when it comes to the boss battles in Cuphead, which is you fight the first phase, you get your ass kicked a couple times, then you kind of get that down. Then you get to the second phase and get your ass kicked a couple times, then you get that down. Then you get to the third phase a couple times, get your ass kicked a couple times, and then you get that down. And then you beat them and you move on and you kind of rinse and repeat that kind of um, that that cycle when it comes to boss battles in this game. And it's a game of pretty much all boss battles. So we got to the point where now we've kind of figured out that boss. So it's just getting that final phase really down to then, you know, push us over the hump and put that, put that B back at its hive. So enjoyed that. Also got to play a ton of disco Elysium on my birthday. That was Pretty much my only birthday wish. The other one was um, actually I didn't even wish for it. Marissa surprised me with a bonsai. That shit was dope. So yeah. I'm all in that world right now. Got got some fertilizer. Got some insecticide. I'm going you all out. Some,
0: you got some pruning shears.
1: Got got the pruning shears. Got a yeah. little mini, I got a mini rake and a mini shovel. <laughs> oh. it's, it's it's absolutely dope. Um, now you yeah. just got to
0: get like a pet spider and let it live in there.
1: Nah, I got insecticide. I'm I'm killing anything that comes near that thing.
0: Um, I want a spider like haunting that forest. Yeah. <laughs> offering it tribute, dead flies, just putting it in the forest, yeah. and watching it eat. <laughs> That's great. Like, yes, yes, we're partners now. <laughs> the
1: flies break down, become mulch <laughs> in the soil. Take, take a, like,
0: what is it? Take Zoom pictures of it and put in anime characters like Deep yeah. Slayer, in <laughs> <laughs> <Tantra> on air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh played played a lot of disco Elysium. That was my main wish, was just give me some free time to play some video games because I've been, you know, putting it in like an hour here and there, which is a good amount of time, an hour. But you know, you want that that play session where you get like four hours straight of like doing that, eating a meal every now and then, and then just getting right back to it with a whole lot of smoking. So I got that. It was absolutely amazing. Played a ton of disco Elysium. It's it's funny, it's one of those games that it can feel like you're not making a ton of progression because it's all about just you're. it's just about this investigation. And as you're, you know, going through this investigation and learning, you're building up your character as far as like, you know, making decisions that give a little backstory and personality to the, the blank slate. That is your, your main character. And then also you're learning about the world as you're pushing through this investigation. And so it's funny, like I'll go into just one establishment, like the other, during that day, I went into a bookstore, um, interviewed the, uh, the you know the daughter of the owner of the bookstore outside of it and then went inside interviewed the bookstore owner got like found out that there was like some that that basically the place is cursed and so they they want to figure out what what demon is haunting the place and so I take on the task and so I end up like searching in into like this back area of the bookstore and that ends up um leading to you know a discovery of all these different areas of the building of like former former uh companies that no longer exist they left behind all their stuff so i'm reading through their, all their paperwork things on those lines and you can go through just that one like area and that's just like three hours so basically just invest like figuring out what's going on in this in this bookstore took about three hours of like of, you know exploration which is absolutely awesome um so yeah i pushed through some of that game just really enjoyed that don't have much more to say i've really been just getting into um kind of learning the mechanics uh, if anything what i've been doing recently i know this is something that might be frowned upon but i've been doing a little bit of save scumming just to see how <sighs> the um just to see how i want to see how the decisions like it based on this decision, it took me in this direction. So if I didn't do that, what would have happened? Uh, Just to kind of get more of an idea of how the game works because the game is pretty much all dialogue driven. So you're always just making decisions. And then based on that, it's um, opening up in certain areas or closing down in certain areas based on the role. And so uh, basically I've been trying out like all the dialogue options um, as of late, just to see, all right, like if if I do this, oh, this will give me, so like one time I made a choice and it kind of just pushed through I got an option for a task and then I, I was able to carry out like, you know, a side quest, but I ended up answering the question differently. And then it ended up actually giving me a new inner thought that I can then process and then possibly like lead to one further information about the world, but also, um, skill bonus points that, you know, get added to, you know, certain traits like encyclopedia or logic or things along those, along those lines. So knowing that is like, oh, okay, so there is like certain things that I can miss out on in dialogue if. If I don't answer a certain way, but, um, so now that I know that I have been putting a little more thought into, uh, how I respond as opposed to, you know, just, you know, just free it and being like, I'm going to be zany this time and then be crazy and then be totally like, you know, a square the next time. So it's a, uh, yeah, the game does have like one of those things that people, you know, tend to you know criticize when it comes to these type of games is like oh they give the illusion of choice but there's not really any choice but i playing this one and you know like just trying it out to see all my options i can say that the game will definitely take you in a ton of different directions if you make certain choices and so that's something to keep in mind which is great because there is some um, you have to put some thought into it um But also, uh, you know, it's one of those things, too. You can miss out on things. So just a thing to keep in mind if you decide to play Disco Elysium. But I'm still loving it. Absolutely new and fresh. Take on, um, you know, just, I guess, D&D and the video gaming space and just loving it. But A-Dub, what have you been playing this week?
0: Uh, A bit more of the same. A little Returnal here and there. Trying to polish off that Platinum. A little Forza Horizon 5 on the side just to... Do the seasonal stuff i believe the the next monthly season has begun and that has opened up with a new weekly season i just unlocked the first season car before we started the show here today and i think i got all the points that i'm finna get from these from these series unless i subscribe to xbox live which is not going to happen phil spencer so (laughs) and yeah, on top of that i've been playing a lot of diablo (laughs) 3 Ever since I went to visit my friends up in Canyon Country and we played Diablo Three on their switch, just the itch came back, and I got back on my crusader for the season. I got last time we spoke and I talked about playing Diablo, I think I was around level thirty, and then now level level seventy maxed out and Paragon six hundred one so that's how much I've been playing. Just, Running riffs, trying to get ancient versions of the Litany of the Undaunted and the Wailing Host. Those are the last two ancients I need to maximize the power of my build. I have my Crusaders set up. There's a belt. I think it's called like the Belt of the Trove or something like that, where every four seconds it summons the bombardment attack. So it costs me no resources, and it's my strongest attack is happening every four seconds. I had a weapon that I extracted a legendary ability from and equipped it where the bombardment has twice as many like explosions or twice as many like projectiles. So instead of four, it has eight or something like that. So that coupled with the belt, so long as I keep enemies on screen, the bombardment just keeps coming down and (laughs) hitting everything. It doesn't stop because it's at least four seconds long. And it's starting every four seconds. And then on top of that, I always have one that I can summon myself. I'm basically just running through levels and enemies are exploding around. me. I I haven't built a, a one-button build. i built a no-button build. And I didn't even think that was possible in this game. So, yeah, I'm just running around, clearing these rifts as swiftly as possible. You know, just looking for equipment. I've set my character up. Like, each bombardment's doing anywhere from... 150 to 228 billion points of damage (laughs) but on torment 16 though all the enemies not all the enemies but the elites and the bosses have trillions of points trillions of hit points so they're not exactly melting however i could just run around them and just let the bombardments keep hitting them they they fall i get my stuff upgrade my gems Go to Kadala cash in those blood shards, salvage everything, get right back in the mix. So yeah, man, Diablo 3 is just eternally one of the greatest games ever made. You'd almost want to say it's immortal. But still waiting for Diablo 4. Unfortunately, that got pushed. So we'll see what's going on there. Right. however, you know, we want to get into the first topic of the week.
1: Topic, Top, topic of, of the week. AMC, what you got. You know, let's just get right into the big. Well, there are two big stories, ah, uh, but you know, let's just get right into the one because there's there's a lot going on this week with Sony A Dubs. So why don't we just jump into the big one and we'll just do all the offshoot stories? a dub once again. You know, the what are we? We're we're now. It's it's early February, Black um, History Month. Yeah, Black History Month, we kicked off the year with some acquisitions, the bigger one, obviously being Microsoft, um, with their intentions to acquire Activision Blizzard, you know, mm-hmm. just setting the video game industry ablaze, and people had all their opinions, but for the most part, seeming pretty positive, because, you know, people hate Activision <laughs> and Blizzard, so yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody was saying after that, you know, well, how's Sony gonna respond? Because you know it's a it's a copycat league. If, if Microsoft yeah. does something, Sony has to do it. If Sony they does something, well then Microsoft has to do it. They have to. Meanwhile, Nintendo's Nintendo has basically said we have no intentions of like getting in this arms race of acquiring studios. So Sony, I guess, has finally responded now a and not I guess because it is a big damn in that they have a, they have their intentions to acquire. Bungie. Oh. Well, the people who put Halo on the map, the people who brought out Destiny, just killed it, <laughs> absolutely. Love it or hate it. <laughs> yeah, love it or hate it, absolutely killed it. Um reg- regardless sales-wise, but Here's some of the information, A dub. So Sony Interactive Entertainment announced the deal to acquire Bungie for 3.6 billion. Uh, uh. Uh, and some further details. So this was in a QA with Bungie. The question was brought up: Bungie has future games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusives? Bungie responded, nah. We want the worlds we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games. We will continue to be self-published, creatively independent, and we will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Um, I mean, there's some more details, but you know, in case you were, in case you're wondering right now, well, if Bungie still plans to be multi-platform, then why the fuck would Sony want them <laughs> just on the, just on the strength of Destiny? Oh, um, but um, there was a follow-up to that. Uh, this coming by way of PlayStation, uh, so. In an investor presentation, Sony exec Hiroki Tatoki, uh, let it be known, this is the reason why, and it's because PlayStation plans to you know, have 10 live service games in development. Um, So here's the details. The strategic significance of this acquisition lies not only in obtaining the highly successful Destiny franchise, as well as major new IP Bungie is currently developing, but also incorporating into Sony Group the expertise and technologies Bungie has developed in the live game services space. Through close collaboration between Bungie and PlayStation Studios, we aim to launch more than 10 live service games by the fiscal year ending March 2026. Damn. Damn. So 10 10 live <laughs> service games between so and within the next four years. That shit is dope. Um oh, I guess depending on how you feel about live service. <laughs> but we I, intend
0: to create 10 new revenue streams.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, if you're gonna bring in the right people to give you an idea of how to do live service, why not Bungie? So A-Dub, mm-hmm. all that information laid out there. How did you feel about this news?
0: It felt like I need to buy some engrams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with this news, it didn't really move me anywhere or the other, especially since Bungie's going to be remaining multi-platform. So largely nothing changes except how much money Sony makes at the end of the day, as well as the quality and I guess, overall content of what Bungie's gonna be making in the future. What I was more interested in with the news is how they noted that they're trying to expand Bungie's properties into television and film. So it's already Sony and Bungie showing that there's a, a broader plan and a more long-term view of what this acquisition is about, then people may immediately you know, ascertain because a lot of folks see it as, oh, there's a, Bungie doesn't make that much money every year, Sony overpaid, and it's like, all right, let's chill out and actually see what's gonna come from this. I mean, Sony also invested in a partnership with Epic to, you know, partner on technology after the Unreal 5 demo and Unreal 5 that's being used in television and film as well. So clearly there are, there's something going on that Sony's trying to put together And, you know, they got the Discord going and Sony's got a lot of of pieces on the board. So to see exactly what it is that they possibly plan, we won't know, but there is a plan. And I'm very interested in seeing how that's going to flesh out because, you know, by and large, Destiny did have, it's got great lore. It's got good writing. It took to Destiny 2 to really get the characters and the tone together. So there's totally a product in there that could translate well to serialized content or even a feature film. And insofar as the gaming side of the acquisition, I guess we're going to get more exclusive strikes. <laughs> so we'll see how people feel about that. But, you know, the best thing to come come out of this is that at least their games will continue to be multi-platform. People can continue to play them on whatever platform they choose. And Sony still gets their little piece of the pie. And yeah, so this acquisition, I don't really feel good or bad about it. It's interesting. You know, the other acquisitions that have been made so far are like, Activish, Activision and Bethesda, it's like shit got taken off the board and it the only reason I'm not making a bigger deal about it is because I have myself covered by having the Xbox and the PS five. But if I only had one, there would there would be some feelings involved. <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. Um, you know, uh, personally so
1: th- I completely look at it from the fact that, yeah, it's, it's from the standpoint of, you know, we're bringing in this talent. And I think it was also announced that, you know, Sony went out of the way to make sure that, you know, um, that talent at Bungie didn't leave because of this acquisition. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's clearly because they, they know, they see what Bungie has has been doing. And that's one of the things I like most about this story is it's kind of a, um, it's an acknowledgement of bungie's you know success and what they've done with destiny because like as you had mentioned like when destiny came out it's one of those things that people played like a lot of people played a ton of people played um, (laughs) and yet like we played together (laughs) yeah and yet like the the coverage of it was like uh microtransactions or uh you know because the first destiny is attached to activision so people are completely going to look at any type of you know monetization as like you know just bad for the consumer and so yeah people were upset about the like the way the game was monetized and then destiny 2 comes out we get a little more of that people aren't liking how like they handled shaders and yada 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 <laughs> and and yet though like as i mentioned on like other shows i listened to they like you know, uh microsoft released like they're like oh here's your gaming history and one of the hosts was like oh man i was shocked to find that the game i had played the most was destiny Um I was (laughs) shocked. Yeah, because and their reason was because I fell off so hard. And I was like, yeah, you put hundreds of hours into this game and then you stop playing it. Mm -hmm. How many other games can you say you put hundreds of hours into? And so there's this weird thing that like people's perception of destiny is this like kind of you know, um somewhat gray, maybe muddy. Uh, at best but yet people put tons of hours it was a great social experience uh, as far as like playing a, what what Bungie does so well they can make incredible first person shooters and yet they made it in a in a very social setting and people jumped on that and played the shit out of it and just there are a couple of things that people were upset about but ultimately you look at it it's got to be one of the most successful live service stories of last generation and so because of that you know playstation they acknowledge that and they're like you know what we we plan on making some live service games let's bring these people in there's also been I'm not gonna say like a void but you know there's been somewhat an acknowledgement from you know some people when it comes to these state of plays and, and that's uh the lack of maybe first person games uh in the playstation library outside of you know the third party uh offerings and so because of that um bringing in a group like Bungie who has that expertise on great first person shooters, you know, you might not necessarily expect them to, do that but you know one of those other studios that sony has picked up we've we've talked about it for weeks now that sony has just been acquiring new studios and one recently i can't even remember it might have been like london and they're working on a multiplayer title and people are like well what does that mean because they didn't go into any detail but now hearing that sony has these plans for these live service games you can kind of start seeing the picture come together with some of these acquisitions that sony's been putting together and you would assume the idea isn't that all 10 games will be successful but they plan on making 10 games and hopefully like one or two of them will break out and be those games that can carry an entire generation um, taking
0: 10 chances at getting something that sticks
1: yeah exactly and so i mean if anything what did you think about that as far as a focus or an initiative from sony with uh trying to get a, you know a live service game going
0: Uh, Again, I didn't think one way or another about it because I don't have any particularly strong feelings about live service games. As long as the game itself is good, then it's something that I'm going to play and enjoy. I understand that it's a hot button issue in the industry and in the community. I feel like people really need to get over that because live service games aren't going away just because you don't like them since they're selling and the things inside of them are continuously selling. So, the money's being made, the money has spoken, like you can get online and hate on it all you want. However, I mean, shit dude, I love Division 2. I love Destiny 2. Like I'm thinking about firing it up now just because we've been talking about it and I'm starting to think about the gunplay. It's just like, oh yeah, get that. just get that right rifle. Just get that right pistol. <laughs> and it's just butter, just running, sliding, jumping, dashing. Third person, and <laughs> doing everything necessary to just clear out the horrors, like mixing up with with people online and drifting apart and joining the world events. And it's just a nonstop parade of curated action. You know, granted, it's at a, a high, it, it's a at a highly precise, measured pace, which makes the mechanism of it all really stick out, but. It's still a top-notch experience. I don't know why people hate on Destiny or Bungie so much. But yeah, man, with Sony doing the 10 live service games with Bungie now under their tent, they're they're doing this over the next couple of years. Excuse me, what, the next four years? That's plenty of time. There's definitely gonna be a lot of questions and presentations from the Bungie staff about how they made Destiny 2 so successful in order for Sony to figure out exactly what to implement and how to improve the offerings that they're going to be making. Like, if, Imagine, you know, Sony on their own, if they were making those 10 live service games, you know, probably one or two would stick. However, with Bungie now under the tent, there is a likelihood that maybe half of them, possibly all of them might stick. It just depends on the games themselves. So with Bungie contributing to that, that concerted effort, I'm a little more confident in what the end product of those 10 games is going to be. yeah. How
1: do you feel? Yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, the possibility. I know people have brought up like, oh, uh, like s- they suddenly want like, you know, kill zone, possibly even resistance to come back. And now you have <laughs> you have a you have a studio that knows how to make good first-person shooters. They could definitely give some of that input for another studio to put out a great version. So maybe see a reprisal of one of those games. I mean, this this is an interesting one because it's more in line with. I would say Microsoft picking up Minecraft, where it's um it's an investment, but not a thing that's gonna you know separate possible communities. But as Sony as as Sony has viewed it, it's an investment in you know things to come as far as uh, building up other teams and sharing sharing information. Like they basically acquired their wealth of knowledge, and so because of that, you could just imagine a more quality version of Sony when it comes to you know certain types of games, and that's. That has been the other knock I would say with Sony when you look at like the people like you know like trying to nitpick whatever they can like they put out these great games but then people are just like but they're all the same because they just view them all as like third person action games, um, story driven action games and yet those games are all stellar but yeah now that you start bringing a studio like this that kind of diversifies their talent and maybe that leads to you know, uh, possibly different and also great quality versions of other games as far as like maybe first person shooters and things on those lines and so yeah like bringing in bungie at least diversifies what they have uh under their belt and so it just gives a little more um opportunity for you know gamers that might not be totally interested in every third person style of game so there's yeah it's just once it just creates a lot more versatility for sony i think but let's, let's get into, get into <laughs> next topic of the week. T- topic of the week. What you got Dove? What do I have? Well, let's
0: let's keep things going. On that high note, once my old ass computer decides to actually load this tab that should have already been loaded. But <laughs> <So> basically, <laughs> we gotta stay to play this week. Mm. We got a closer look at Grant Turismo seven this week. Yes, and surprisingly, this it, this expanded look at the game got my hype up. Like, I wasn't hyped for Gran Turismo 7. Of course, I was going to buy it day one because that's that's the real driving fix. Like, I got the Forzas because they look great. However, GT7 was what I was buying my time for. And, yeah, man, looking at it now, it's like, uh, especially after playing so much Forza, but let me focus on GZ first before I start comparing. So, Gran Turismo 7, we know that's coming out March 4th, PS5 exclusive. Uh, Cross Gen is going to be on PS4 and PS5. I said PS5 exclusive, but yeah, I guess I should say Sony exclusive. And now that we've gotten this closer look, we actually get to see a bit more of the structure of the game. Of course, they showed off the menus and the various modes that we'd be able to participate in. But now they actually dug into the content. So we're going to have over 400 cars across several automakers. Pumped about that. Already saw a lot of my favorite vehicles in there. So... That makes me a bit more comfortable. Get that Lamborghini Huracan. Got to have my all-wheel drive. Uh, it also then went on to get into some new information. One tidbit of which both AMC and I have been excited about talking about it in the pre-show is that as you're playing the game, obtaining cars, winning races, and you know, just generally getting the Gran Turismo experience, you're also going to be rewarded with knowledge and history about the vehicles that you're getting and that you're racing, which is a really big plus for me. I like that they went with this kind of historic angle because not only am I playing a game, but I'm also learning automotive history. I'm not a gearhead, but I am a car guy. I live not too far from the Peterson Automotive Museum and I totally plan on going back to see the hypercar exhibit. But With Gran Turismo now doing this, like, it just, it adds an entirely necessary level of automotive celebration and appreciation that, you know, video games are uniquely capable and situated to provide, you know, Forza Horizon 5 that is absolutely a celebration of the automobile. They hit you over the head with cars every you know, four and a half minutes every time you do something good, you know, people sending gifting cars, you can go and get them. grand you got to earn your way through that. They showed us that it's still the same structure. You have an allotment of cash at the beginning. You use that to buy yourself a hot hatch. And then you start going to town. You start building yourself up. You're going to have to do daily exercises. You're also going to have to go on races and championships in order to win money, win cars and yeah, expand your library of vehicles, expand your portfolio, you're awesome, you're stable. And then you're also going to, you know, unlock more races. You get to be more selective and it feels a bit more organic in that manner. They also went on to detail a lot of the technology and physics that are going into the game itself. They talked about how the dual sense is going to be utilized for this game where now players can feel the brakes locking on on the controller so it's not just you're seeing it or you're trying to think about like oh my brakes are locking i'm sliding it's like you can feel it on the trigger so there's going to be some greater response tactile feedback going on there they said people with steering wheels will be able to feel if the front wheels lose traction and or lose grip so that's an interesting an interesting addition. They're talking about the 3D audio, which helps you better hear where cars are coming from, lets you better respond. You can understand the world better. You can feel the world as being real. And yeah, just the cars in general, they're using a whole kind of aerodynamic simulation system where every single change in like the atmosphere and, you know, the, the car being higher in the back than the front and, just all kinds of factors that no normal person would ever consider are being factored into the constant adjustment and attunement of your car's performance as it goes around the track. They believe they partner with Michelin, and vehicles have similar times around tracks as they do in real life. So I mean, this is the real driving simulator. They even went completely out of the park with it in two ways, one of which is that they took into consideration. How clouds form, it just in general. So they could simulate those conditions in particular areas at particular tracks, so that even when you're looking at the sky, the clouds are being formed and move the same way they would in those actual locations. Then the second way that they went overboard with it is that they even have a simulated like star system. So when you're racing at night, the sky looks the way it would. Not only in those particular locations, but also under the particular conditions. Like if it's a little hazy, you won't see so many stars. If it's a clear night, you'll not only see the stars, but you might even see the edge of the galaxy. They even have planets, sun. You might see Jupiter in the sky. You might see Mars. You definitely gonna see Polaris, North Star. Always look to the north. So, yeah, GT7 is continuing to demonstrate to everyone why it is the real driving simulator why it is the de facto solution for racing they're they're simulating not only with the clouds forming and all that it's also atmospheric pressure moisture when it rains like certain parts of the track get wetter than others and as the track dries off those less wet spots dry first and the wetter spots stay wetter longer the puddles take a little while to go away all that changes your performance oh man it was outstanding as a person who is really into car games this this was the sell I was waiting for I was already sold on it but this is the one that's like oh I can't wait for this shit now AMC when you were watching the state of play for Grand Turismo 7 what
1: feelings ran through your heart uh it was interesting I mean as I've mentioned in the past, just I have no type of uh, inspiration or inclination or desire to play like a racing game. So just, just, looking just at it. I just don't it, understand that. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing there. Like it says nothing, <laughs> but um, I mean, just looking at it just from an outside perspective, it, what I do like about this one is the, um, as I mentioned to you in a pre-show, I enjoyed the, the whole historical aspect because I don't like, I'm not a car guy at all. And so if I were to try to get into car games, like oh, I like playing this game. Oh, I like playing driving this car. Oh shit! Now I have a whole like biography of this car with like pictures and timelines and things that go along with it. Um, they even said like some of the creators of the cars will be there to 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 talk about those cars and how they came up with the design concept and all that shit. So there's there's definitely a, a love for a celebration of cars, which is like the most important thing when it comes to this. Like and. If anything, what I enjoy is that it does make it different than Forza. Like, um, they're two different experiences. Like, if anything, I would say Forza appeals to me a little bit more because it does seem like more of the uh, like if I just want to have. A good time like kind of like just uh um, like gta where you know i'm not going to do missions i just want to drive up the side of a volcano like you <laughs> can just do that in forza <laughs> you can totally just do that yeah whereas in gta it's it seemed or gt um grand turismo 7 it looked like you're kind of just not not just but you know it shows like all these um different race courses that you can select all around the world uh like some real some like of like that are have have been popular blah 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 and so it's it's more of um for the car purists i would say like this is the game and so i do like that they both have different appeals while also still being able to you know for people who like driving games get what they want out of them and so i i I do like that um also you know it seems like a very oddly um i want to say like very calm very serene kind of game like just down to the music and everything there wasn't like a ton of like i know like in, in forza like in the past i don't even know if they do it in this one like you have your driver and like you can have your driver get out of the car and stand next to it or something like that like at least in the old Forzas you could do that and um this one it's like it's more just it's about the car and so um it's, you know, it's, uh, and then when you're driving, it's like, you just have this music and I didn't hear like any lyrics. It's just like, it's just a soundtrack and instrumental going mm-hmm. on in the background you Got the beats. Yeah. I got the beats. And so, yeah, it just seems like a very, um, if you were going to say it, like immersive, like it's like, it is that, and you know, it's, it's a term that's overused, but this is very much it. Like, uh, cer- certain games, they intentionally go for that effect. Like you think about, um, Damn, it uh, goes to Sushima, and it's like you know one of the things that they pointed out in like the previews was like you know this game can be very quiet at times because we just want you to kind of just get lost in the environment of of that world that we created, and you know with uh with like GTA and games like that, like you'll play GTA and you'll. Be listening to the radio station, and that's in its own way a distraction because it's, it's like you have like news updates. You also have like lyrics to songs, so you're like rapping along with like shit that you like and things all those lines. Whereas this, like, assuming that there's a lot of like instrumentals, it's like it's just you, the car, your 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 adaptive controllers, with the active feedback, and all that stuff. So it's like really like a game that you can get lost in when you're driving. And so because of that, yeah, I I like that effect that they're going for. Like it's really just for the car purist. Um, um, so from that, I can appreciate that from a complete outsider's perspective. As I said, nothing that like really interests me here, as far as like something that I could that I will play or would be interested in playing. But I can appreciate what they're doing.
0: I absolutely appreciate what they're doing. Like Forza Horizon Five is more like pop music, and mm-hmm. Grand Tourism Seven is like classical. <laughs> That's when you're you're putting on the suit, you're putting on the tie, you're sipping Chardonnay and Merlot. <laughs> you're just, you just you're smoking a cigar. You you're leaning back. Like does A dub have to get a driving wheel on some pedals?
1: <laughs> get a
0: really I got good. the space
1: now. <laughs> yeah, you should get the jacket, the driver's jacket. <laughs> get my driver's jacket,
0: get my driving glove, get my Brian Gosling drive glove, <laughs> get a tattoo <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> All right. Oh, get some gauges for my ears? Like I'm yes. going out. Like, yeah, man. Graduate, graduate. I, it's, ah, oh man, I already feel it. Like the license tests, the different courses around the world. I think they has something like 34, 34 locations, like 94 tracks or something like that, or 34 tracks. It has to be more than 34 tracks.
1: And, you know, so, uh, what, you know, watching this state of play and, you know, I can, I can feel the excitement. I can hear the excitement. I could see the excitement while we were, you know, recording, um, while we, at least while we were doing a pre-show. But um, yes. what is it about this game that you can point out specifically that makes it, you know, that gives you different vibes from, you know, sport, the last one that came out? Uh,
0: because sport seemed more focused on the higher end level of racing with like the, the supercars and the hypercars and like that kind of thing. It, it seemed like a very narrow and specific vibe for Grand Turismo it wasn't that entire starting from scratch and building up through you know not only car history but just the various tiers of cars until you you know you either win that one championship where you save up enough money to buy like the car and then that's the one that you use to really crack the game open like like basically it's like playing like imagine if Diablo 3 came out, but it started you at a max character and you could just go right into adventure mode and doing riffs. You don't don't
1: get that PT Cruiser to start off with. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Like you don't get the, you don't get the Sirocco or the, or the, or the Versa. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do the hot hatch races at like 90 miles an hour. (laughs) Uh yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't get that experience, not only of building up, but
1: that progression
0: that progression of being able to focus on the core mechanics of the game as the speed of competition gradually increases. With a game like Forza, if you want, you can go right to the top tier right at the outset. They even give you free cars in the welcome pack, one of which is like a an S2 998 car, which is or nine ninety two ninety eight. whatever. It's not like you can't put a single part on that and get it up to X triple nine. But like, it's it's just so available that it doesn't mean anything in Forza to go to those different classes. Like, they don't...
1: So they don't you're press. saying GT Sport did this, but in the worst way? Because you, you enjoyed Forza, right?
0: Well, I never played GT Sport, and I enjoyed Forza because Forza is just... Fun, but insofar as a proper numbered Gran Turismo versus what it appeared sport offered, the big thing is that that grind, that rags to riches story of how you go from just having like 20 grand in your pocket and buying your first car to suddenly having a stable of the most amazing cars on the planet, millions in your pocket, and like the the most prestigious races waiting for you to win them. So yeah, man, that's that's the Gran Turismo magic. That's what I've wanted and that's what it didn't look like sport was providing. You know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. My control issues is the handle on Twitter and you know twitch.tv slash control issues pod, leave a comment on the video or something. <laughs> but yeah, man, this I I'm very excited about this because it's I get that thing, I get the I get the license test and get to just do my races plot my path and learn about car history in the process. Like I'm definitely going to be doing my best to the, of all the automakers. I'm totally going to read up on everything about Lamborghini. I might read up on everything about Ferrari. I'm more than likely going to read up on everything about Aston Martin. I'll read up on as much as I can on BMW because they have an interesting history. Um, Definitely got to read Ford history, especially if they mention anything about Carroll Shelby. That was just, that was my man. Hopefully, they say something about Ken Miles with the GT40. That would be awesome. Uh, see, now I'm, I'm I'm geeking out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Grant, that's what Gran Turismo is to me. It's just that like you said, like just the way that they do it with the music and how it's you didn't hear anything with any words or like there was one song it didn't have too many words it's not like somebody spit in the verse and just dropping that hot fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's ambient music and that that plays into that unspoken level of how grand turismo captures the zen of auto racing and it's just it's about the feeling and the moment of guiding that vehicle around the track and i'm also excited at playing a competent top-notch driving game that doesn't have much of any rubber banding at all. Like Forza Horizon 5, at certain points, the computer's kind of moving the cars ahead to keep to a a particular challenge level. And I'm just like, like, I can see it. Don't do that. (laughs) I don't want to see it. With Gran Turismo, it's just a straight-up driving simulator. So the cars that you're competing against are going to perform in a certain way you know, barring that they
1: are able to maintain their driving line.
0: Yeah, it's always going to work that way. Like, not in a predictable manner where it's like the cars are going to drive the same all the time and it's not going to seem like they're alive. It's in the sense where the cars are driving and they're going to perform within a certain range and you either need to tune your car up to outperform them or your skills need to get tighter to where you can outrun them. It isn't like if you go faster, they're gonna go faster. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit, not like that GTA bullshit when you're you're outperforming the game and it just moves the car you're chasing ahead, so it can make the two trucks go faster and go right in front of you. So you uh, yeah. So <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm expecting Grant's result to not have much of any of that, if at all, and that's one of the best prospects because I completely outperform the computer in corners because I tune my cars where I can go, I can go faster and break at a shorter distance in order to manage a corner. And I can also accelerate harder out of a corner than the computer does. So yeah, that like the prospect of my skills and my skills only being the product of my victory is is also awesome. not my skills only, but my skills in the build of my car, where also it gives weight and meaning to the upgrades where it's like, okay, I'm losing. I need to do something about this. Let me put another exhaust on here. Let me put some better brakes on here and let me change my strategy bit. Okay, that works. Whereas (laughs) in Forza, it's like, okay, let me switch my build around. All right, now all the other cars will switch their builds around. (laughs) This is still pretty much the same race, just with a different playing style. And that's a bunch of bullshit to me. So yeah, Gran Turismo 7. This, man, if Gran Turismo 7 just announced the release date earlier, I probably wouldn't have an Xbox right now. The whole thing was, it I'm gonna keep trying to get an Xbox until Grant's Turismo has a release date, and I managed to get an Xbox before Grant's Turismo got a release date. So it's your fault, Polypony Digital. However, I'm still there for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. All right, let's get into the next topic of the week. Wait a minute. Oh, what? And we got a little something extra.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got some people that ain't happy about that hey. Gt Seven. Yeah, we got that troll. Of the <laughs> troll I of that little week. Troll. No, I'm just playing. It's not for gt oh, okay. 7 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're off to a roaring start in 2022. Give me a break. It's
1: been two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, let's we'll, we'll stick in that vein with the next topic of the week. We have a GT and not a seven. We got a GTA update, A yeah. dub. Oh, oh, GTA dub. Is that the new, <laughs> the new game it's say? That West Coast edition. I <laughs> oh, should be high. Um, now, yeah, we got an update. I mean, you could discuss all the other stuff. I, I just pulled the big headline that being that it is official A dub, GTA 6 is underway it is on its way well underway (laughs) well underway so this coming you know by way of rockstar actually in a post that had a lot of news about you know gta online and all that all that goodness um they ended up closing out that post with oh yeah and by the way because y'all motherfuckers been asking we just wanted to let you know that gta 6 is on its way but here's their words not mine with the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. We are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned <laughs> to the Rockstar <laughs> <laughs> very official detail. We got Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Was that on your side or mine? <laughs> that was definitely on your side. Yes. <laughs> um, people showing up in GTA 6, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, anyways, um, so, yeah, we got, we got news now. GTA 6 has, is underway, has been in development, and now they just wanted to make it official because people had been asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, A-Dub, I guess the question I have to pose to you is, so Theo is now two years old, so mm-hmm. how old would he be? will he be when GTA 6 comes out?
0: Either a strong 3 or a solid 4.
1: Oh, is he the next year, possibly?
0: <laughs> Late! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if at all. I mean, knowing Rockstar, like you know how they do. They reveal what they're working on, and then it's like a year later. So, I imagine that whenever they finally give us a glimpse of what it looks like in-game, then it'll be a year from that. So... You know, that final polish phase, they they have legendary notoriety for that. It takes I feel like we
1: have to, at this point, we have to factor in, you know, the uh, the couple month delay from Rockstar because that, that seems to be a thing now.
0: <laughs> the couple month delay.
1: Yeah.
0: I, we also have to, because there's not a lot of details about this, it's just GTA 6 has been confirmed to be in development. We also have to take into account past news. I mean, one of the housers has left the company. Um, there's other core talent that has left the company. I think Leslie Benzies is no longer with the company and embroiled was embroiled in the lawsuit to try to get their their bonus or their royalties from
1: the success of GTA five. Rockstar is a shell of itself. Yeah rockstar
0: is a shell of itself. Rockstar's going down <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bro let's, we'll get to that. But yeah man I mean a lot a lot has changed with Rockstar. I doubt that enough of <laughs> rockstar has changed for rockstar to no longer be rockstar i mean give me a break so yeah this is awesome news there's a lot of ways can come at it hopefully you know they're taking this opportunity to give us the female protagonist that would be awesome we haven't seen a gta since playstation 3 back in 2013 so it's going on a decade (laughs) since gta
1: (laughs) why are you laughing what's so funny that I didn't even do that math. I still view it as like a PlayStation Four game, and I was like, "That's right, I did buy it on the PlayStation 3. Yeah,
0: like, it's <laughs>
1: yeah. <thing.
0: laughs> it's two a generations. Game. There was no, there was no new GTA last year at all. All we got was RDR two. The only game from Rockstar. That is there?
1: Is uh, speaking of? Do you, is there anything that you think that? you could pull from you know your experience from red dead that you could see them implementing or even taking to the next level with this gta game i know like the big thing with like rdr2 was like the the npcs and some of the uh, the dynamic like events and things along those lines um, well
0: i can't make any educated speculation on what they most certainly will bring over i can always offer my suggestions of what they should bring over If anything and above all else Yeah, that NPC system And just the entire Approach with that that they had In Red Dead 2, that totally Needs to make a crossover into GTA 6 because you can can Already imagine that in a Contemporary setting where you're walking Down the street and you just straight up get mugged Or you're walking down the street and you see a mugging in progress or like You walk down the street and the mugging Is the mugger like bumps you And runs by you something like that you can chase. All kinds of shit that can just happen spontaneously around you that don't necessarily involve you or directly happen to you because Red Dead was exceptional at creating a world that was both alive and dynamic in a manner that didn't feel like you're watching a computer run through an algorithm. It just felt like I'm out here and this is what's happening and this shit is crazy and I don't know what the fuck to do about any of it
1: Yeah like what what I was thinking was It would be cool like if the car- Like the world itself is more connected And so you yeah, know taking, taking it straight From Kojima But um, like that idea of like so you know like the, the, the knock-on or like the joke with Rockstar Is like I'm gonna get this and then I'm gonna go beat up some Prostitutes mm-hmm. but on this one if you Go and beat up the prostitute then the next day You have a pimp coming after you trying to mm-hmm. Whoop your ass like something along those lines Where like the NPCs are also Somewhat connected as opposed to like Just a random like you know non like non-playable character who's just walking down the street who you just beat up, take their money, and the only maybe repercussion is you might get a star. Like something along those along yeah. those lines where it's like their cousins coming after you a week later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's been an idea that I've wanted for GTA for so long, even before five came out, where there's this persistent cascade of consequences that follow you throughout the game. Like like you build up a rap sheet and then detectives get interested in you. And like, there's, there's always some kind of authority, a few steps behind you trying to figure out what you're about, like getting closer. You see them pop on, pop up on the street. There's like stakeouts. <laughs> <laughs> there's like SWAT rays, like even yeah,
1: unmarked even, band outside your place.
0: <laughs> it's like, imagine if you came back to your safe house and it's, it's roped off by police and there's just a scene outside and some shit happened, and you're like, oh, can't use that one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like, make the same houses mean something instead of just being like fast travel locations that you could pop into in order to get to certain areas. Like, Think shit should happen. <laughs> yeah, have a go bag. <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Like, like, how dope would that be where you're building your criminal empire and your fortune, but at any point, if you Fuck up, or if somebody that you're dealing with fucks up, it can just like all those assets can be seized, and you gotta you gotta take your go bag, you gotta get out, you gotta reestablish at a different part of town, you gotta build back up, you gotta you gotta tap into your like have offshore accounts to get mm-hmm. your money out of the country, like set up the the the, the shell companies in Delaware, <laughs> like all. Like, I really want to see a crime game and I want to see the kind of game where yeah like your your consequences follow you the cousins show up the pimp shows up the detectives outside you know you're you go to get some food to get some health back the detective walks in sits at the table like hey you know you've been cutting up out there <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know you be too careful you might slip up I know what you're into I don't have everything I need yet but I'm I'm on your
1: ass <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and he walks up. Because Red Dead was exceptional at not only giving you these beautifully crafted kind of one-off situations where you would just, there was a situation where I walk to a campfire, a guy is sitting there by himself. I sit down in a chair. I start talking to him, and he just starts telling me about himself, starts telling me starts telling me stories. He's giving me the option like, yeah, you can, can I tell you another story? It's like, yeah, tell me a story. And, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll tell you another story if you if you give me something to drink. And, you know, I go on my menu, I hand him some whiskey, and he takes some sips, he tells me another story, he gets up, he falls over drunk, and I get up and I leave. It's like, <laughs> this dude was just, was just spinning yarns around a campfire <laughs> while I listen. And it's like, if, if GTA has some shit, like maybe, maybe a bunch of the homies are on the block. Just talking shit, and you could get up in that circle and start asking questions like, "Oh, what happened? There? Oh man, well, we went on this shit. Like, we got, we got all the guests. The homegirl told us some dudes fucking with so we was broad on that fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where is the barbershop mechanic? Where you go in like the barbershop or the salon, and you just sit there and listen to people talk shit all day.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and maybe you hear about about deals or people. That that's what I wanted to get to with Red Dead 2. There are things in Red Dead 2 that aren't like guided missions. They don't pop up in your, they don't pop up in your mission log. They don't pop up as markers on the map. It's just, if you listen to an NPC or if you pick up a note that says something or gives you like vague directions in a location, those mean things. And I, I followed those. Like one time I heard some guys talking about, yeah, you know, we're running guns and, you know, make sure you check in up the road and, you know, that's, that's where we do the drop and that's where the stuff is, you know, something to that degree. Like I heard somebody talking about weapons and, you know, oh, it's a house up the road. I decide to ride up the road. I find a house. I get off my horse. I walk in. There's an old lady sitting you know, in in the middle of a room, rocking on a chair with a rifle, he's like, "Oh yeah. yeah, you you don't look like one of the other boys that came through here, but the stuff is downstairs." Good. I go downstairs, I open a box, pump action shotgun. That's how I acquired that that weapon in RDR two, and I come back out. She's like, "Wait a minute, you're not with the guys. Well, you better get out of here. I'm sending the boys after you." <laughs> so I got out of there, but I. I I think like if I lingered too long, maybe the guys would have showed up, and it would have been a situation. But like another situation, and this is my last little Red Dead Two story, was that I found a note, and it says something like, "Oh, at nightfall, over near this ranch, the the guys roll through with the with the shipment." And so I went to that place. It was at night. I waited around, and sure enough, here came. That's what happened. It was a it was a ransom note. It was like, oh, you gotta meet us here, and we'll we'll come by with, with the people and you give us the stuff. So I went there, and here comes a cart with two dead bodies in the back, the guy you know, whipping the horses started shooting at me. It was a whole thing, but then I ended up getting something from it, and it was just a completely in-game kind of mission. Like random events are getting to the point where it depends entirely upon your curiosity with the game and its content. Like if you're reading the notes and listening to the dialogue and you just overhear little tidbits of information, with Rockstar, if you follow those little tidbits now, you get to things that they put together that there's no possible way for you to find otherwise. So that's what I really wanna see in GTA 6 is at least that system. Uh, Above that, I would like to see a system where the car is actually a more integral part of the experience where you can use the trunk. You could throw a body in there. You could throw your guns in there. You could throw your money, throw drugs in there. Got to see that GTA Chinatown Wars drug dealing system. Like, why is that not just a regular element of games? I understand fucking Congressman Jim Jordan's going to have an opinion on it, you boy. The, the fucking lawyer keeps trying to take down GTA <laughs> and he's going to have a goddamn problem about it,
1: you know, it's Australia really for sure it ain't loud in this country, <laughs>
0: yeah, but I think Rockstar just needs to just bite the bullet and make the game better instead of worrying about the, the backlash From foreign governments (laughs) and things like that (laughs) and there's there's a lot of potential with gta 6 in short i would say i hope gta 6 is more red dead 2 than gta 5 what do you think how do you feel
1: i mean didn't play red dead 2 but everything that i heard about red dead 2 i would i would totally agree um as much as i loved like i enjoyed playing gta 5 i'm not one of those people that like really like gets into like uh the gameplay like that the shooting isn't that great or the controls or this and that like i just yeah (laughs) i kind of just enjoy them and i have fun with the games um so yeah like everything that i heard about gta i mean about red dead 2 like it, it did. It did a lot of things that I like, um, at least I like as far as like world building and everything that you described, like that's awesome. Like it it even breaks up like, you know, all the things that people complain about when it comes to the open world, where it's just like, you go to this place and then all of a sudden like it, like the screen goes black and then it comes back and then you see the mission prompt. And then you now know you are in a mission. Like by the sounds of it, like, with, like it's very organic the way that they do I did too. And because of that, like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's innovative in a way that I feel like it didn't get credit for. And so, yeah, I would hope that they would continue to go that route as far as like world building and, um, you know, uh, as you said, um, I guess like, you know, rewarding the player for exploring and things on those lines. And so, yeah, um, it is what it is. Let's move into the next topic of, oh, wait, yeah, 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 you yeah. Can't, forget
0: about, can't forget about your boys. Yeah. <laughs> can't forget about the boys. You got the Trouble of the week. week. Troll, troll of the week. week.
1: Troll, troll of the Week. week.
0: troll <laughs> <out of the laughs> week. So some folks got some got some opinions and some things to say about GTA 6 well underway in development first troll says no Laszlo, no dan hauser this game is going to be a disappointment i think (laughs) because those two people are everything that makes gta what gta is yeah yeah next troll says coming to you soon in 2027 (laughs) and you'll see a lot of this kind of trolling next troll says all right so this means just another 10 years and we should get our first trailer. Yeah. Next show says they don't even indicate how far along they are. For all we know, they just started.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is the one I wanted to get to before I address this line of thinking with GTA Six. If they're telling you that development is well underway, if they're telling you that it's a thing that's going to happen it got greenlit a long time ago and they've been working on it for several years. It's probably largely finished by now and they're just getting into the home stretch. Again, Rockstar does the year-long polish process, which means they probably have about another year of solid development. I would expect this game at the earliest, late 2023, at the latest, late 2025, (laughs) which isn't that long. Like People make it seem like it, like these aren't five years. It's 2022 and we're two months through it. Let's get this together, fellas. Next troll says, few years too late. This ship has sailed. The community has moved beyond GTA at this point.
1: You're speaking for everybody.
0: <laughs> everybody. All 135 million people that bought GTA. That no, one, no one can even explain why that many people buy GTA are still buying GTA because it still appears on A P D every so often. It's not occupying the top ten like it used to for a solid what five to seven years. Yeah, <laughs> but excuse me, seven, eight, maybe eight years. Like it I dropped, know. it dropped off the top ten sometime last year, right?
1: I want to say, like, it's been on there forever. (laughs) So I I don't know when it dropped off, but it it pretty much had been on there for what felt like a decade, I would say.
0: Yeah, it may have (laughs) dipped out of the top 10 like a couple months along the way. But that official dip did not come until like last year. Next show says Rockstar is likely bankrupt at this point. GTA will get sold to Microsoft probably. GTA. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. 135. Billion copies, billions of dollars in revenue. <laughs> it's
1: also, bankrupt. it's it's not rock star. It would have to be like what two k. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me, two k is bankrupt. I like all the that, most popular two k money. Yeah, <laughs> the most popular basketball game. You got Grand Theft Online. You got Red Dead Redemption two.
0: <laughs> you got Borderlands three. Yeah. You got Tiny Teenies Adventure. County. Yeah. <laughs> you got several other studios under under your wing. Nobody's bankrupt. <laughs> yeah,
1: nobody's bankrupt. Yeah,
0: if, if anything, they're seeing the revenue start to slow down for the shark cars. We'll get to that. <laughs> Do people even really want GTA 6 when there are much better open world multiplayer games out there now? I doubt GTA 6 will be able to compete with Sea of Thieves at all. Sea of Thieves is a more interesting world. It just feels so much more fresh and exciting than having yet another GTA. <laughs> get the the entire fuck out of here. <laughs> See if these ain't stop no GTA. Again, we have to come back to the one number that matters here 135
1: million. The hundreds, hundreds.
0: When Sea of Thieves gets 135 billion people playing it, we can talk. But 135 billion people are going to be looking squarely at Grand Theft Auto 6. It's probably going to be one of the greatest first date launches of all time. Nobody's tired of Grand Theft Auto. Nobody is tired of Grand Theft Auto. Next troll says, can't wait for more dog shit controls and PS2 mission structure, which defeats the point of a massive open world when you fail a mission for not doing exactly what they want. Why the fuck can't you improvise? It's so awful, but hey, the sheeple will buy it because that's what sheep
1: do. <laughs> so whenever there's somebody who enjoys something, they're immediately a sheeple. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, you just don't have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> you just do what everybody else does. You're just a mindless idiot. Yeah.
1: How dare you do something
0: somebody else did or by someone else bought. Fucking, <laughs> 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 fucking drones, <laughs> fucking worker bees. Yeah. <laughs> just chilling for gym right.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh no, not dog shit controls. PS2 mission structure. I will say Rockstar has not really done much with their mission structure they could expand in that way i will agree with that AMC, how do you feel about Rockstar and their Grand Theft Auto Mission? Characters?
1: I think they're fine. I think it's one of those things like Far Cry where they're like, oh, they haven't changed anything. And it's like, because the game is great every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people are like, well, it feels like the previous one. It's like, because it's number seven. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, <laughs> it's going to have some similar characteristics. Like they're always iterating on what worked in the previous one and making this next one better. And so yeah. people are always going to say like, uh, it feels like the previous one. is like, yeah, because it's GTA 6, it's going to feel like GTA 3. You have to go all the way back to the PC version to get anything different. So, unless they decide to go first person with this one, it's going to be similar to a previous GTA game. But, so yeah, I, building
0: I, on the Far Cry point, it's like as soon as they <laughs> change things with 6, like, this isn't Far Cry.
1: <laughs> Why can't my character jump? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's some shit. Next troll says, Shark card sales took a dip. I take it. Why else would they announce this? <laughs> losing money going broke. That's the, That's the only time anybody does anything is when they're losing money. See, it's not like they have plans in the future or a roadmap of how they're going to be directing their teams in order to keep them motivated and energized with their projects.
1: (laughs) We need to move these (laughs) shark (laughs) cards.
0: Oh shark cards ain't moving let's put out another game. (laughs) Let's start making another game right this
1: moment.
0: (laughs) Right now. Next show says can't wait to play this when it releases for the PS8 in twenty thirty.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> <PSA>. uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just lay in the bed and get that injection nano machines. that's what i'm waiting on Ho- hopefully it's not ps9 i want to be alive next show says i don't know why. first off
1: i feel like you're you're being like pretty optimistic if you think that we're going to be at ps8 by 2034 like, this thing is going to ride out for, what, at least like another eight years?
0: Oh, PS5, like a console year. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, Three more consoles. <laughs> like, PS5 is going to still be in production in 2030. Yeah. <laughs> Probably getting its best games ever. <laughs> We'll be at BSX in 2034 and people will be saying it's the worst console I've ever. Uh. Next row, <laughs> I don't know why no other studio tries their hand at a crime game. I'm so tired of playing the good guy. I want to rob banks and sell drugs without waiting every five years for Rockstar Games. <laughs> All right, Encino man. I guess you've never heard of Saints Row. I guess you never heard of The Godfather. I guess you've never heard of all the other wonderful games where you could be a, a dissident.
1: Scarface.
0: Scarface. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's been so many attempts to be GTA at this point. And like Saints Row comes out in August. Saints Row comes out before GTA. Long before GTA. So if you want another crime game, hey, how about support the ones you got instead of pining for ones that don't exist as if Rockstar is the only one that's out there. It's mm-hmm. not GTA is just one solution to a problem that has many. Last troll says, "Sorry, I can't be excited for it. Will probably be an online shark card money grab. No thanks. I don't need another clothes buying simulator. I'll just spend my money on a real shirt." Yeah. <laughs> my man don't want that clothes buying simulator. He buys his clothes in real life. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that for
1: real shit. <laughs> Actually, you know, this is a question I have because, like, everybody's like automatically assuming. Like, do you think for sure that we're gonna get a new GTA Online, uh, or do you think um, they're just gonna continue with what they have for like the guts of GTA Online, but you know, in the PS5 generation, and this is gonna be more single player focused?
0: That's a great question <laughs> because, like, you know, like
1: that that whole blog post was. Under the fact that like they're talking about like all these improvements and things that they plan to do with like GTA Online on the PS5 console. So it is quite an assumption to assume that we're gonna that they're just gonna do away with scrap this GTA online and come out with GTA Online 2 or something like that.
0: Well, I okay, mean, of course, all the speculation is coming from the most negative and vocal voices yeah. that are out there. So, you know, the only information floating around is speculation about a worst-case scenario where a GTA six is more online focused. Overall, not, on just, yeah, not just in a in a standalone online mode, but also in the single-player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I highly anticipate that Rockstar will deliver to us a standalone single-player mode with no online overlap whatsoever. And then insofar as the online, I, I could see it going one of two ways. The first way is that they'll just like... Drag GTA Online into GTA 6 Online. And like, it's just a part of it mm-hmm. that's improved. Everything will be different once you go into it. So it's like, no, because that's a good point. So they're either not going to leave the fan base behind or they're going to make it as easy as possible for the fan base to transition if 135 million people bought Grand Theft Auto V I imagine like these aren't people who just bought Grand Theft Auto V there are also people who bought it too preparing to buy it a third time because even a fourth time there was the original release then there was the remaster on PS4 okay only three times the original, the remaster, and then now the current gen version. So clearly people want GTA. People will double, triple dip on GTA. So I don't see it being an issue for them to get people to migrate over to GTA, especially once the install base gets to a reasonable amount because you know that's, that's also gonna be a system seller in general for both companies is everybody who has whatever system is going to be in an even bigger scramble to get a new system so they can get that new GTA online they've already got everybody on the hook that's I think that's the thing that even, like in both extremes people are either missing or they're also taking for granted and making fun of He's like oh, they're just gonna do online. It's they already have all the online people on the hook, so the online people are gonna go where the online experience goes. Yeah. I could see them putting out like a GTA Six online, and just like oh, migrate your character and your money over and and all your stuff, and it'll be in this game. And then you know, here's a bunch of other free stuff. And don't forget the shark cards, <laughs> or <laughs> or. Or there's just no GTA 6 online. There's just like an enhancement and an expansion to GTA 5 online to where it'll bring it to the GTA 6 level of quality, give you the GTA 6 setting and content, but it'll be in addition to the existing online without having people buy it.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But all these trolls Ain't nobody got time for all that negativity All that ignorance What are you guys doing? It's 2022 How have you not been cancelled yet? I don't know AMC, any words? Uh,
1: get over yourselves It's the most popular video game of all time And for you to even doubt That Rockstar could capture A a, a modicum of that success <laughs> uh, is, is complete ridiculousness And you need to fix your face fix your attitude. Watch your ass because they're coming big. KJ6 is taking over the planet. Stop talking. I start, start dropping loads. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh. You got a troll week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. All right, we got uh, some quick hits. So many quick hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, been a
0: week of quick hits. We could have done the whole show just quick hits.
1: Yeah, this is like a big a big week of news, surprisingly. So, yeah, we have a ton of quick hits. Let's try to burn through this. What, what you got?
0: Oh, uh, hold up. I'm quitting text edit so I can see my notes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you one a uh, very controversial one. <laughs> Top guitar hero player reveals how he cheated. For years so this following in the line of high level cheaters such as the guy who held the Guinness Book of World Records high score for Donkey Kong (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we got prolific guitar hero player posting on YouTube I won't waste any time on this yes most of the stuff I did was unauthentic and i am at fault for being a fraud for the things i tweaked and edited i'm sorry i'm not the person you thought i was i am a fraud <laughs> <laughs> so um, apparently an investigator on youtube Carl chops uncovered that this dude was cheating
1: his investigator name
0: Shmoo- his name is schmooey <laughs> an investigator which is awesome there, there are investigators out there i think um Some, like a whole community of investigators came together on the internet and determined that a person who posted the fastest speed run for Spelunky was cheating or offered like, um, altered videos in order to facilitate a speed run that is technically impossible for anybody to do. And people are like, oh, wait a minute, that tile isn't right for that room and that sequence.
1: <laughs> it's all wrong. It's all
0: wrong.
1: Bears can't talk.
0: <laughs> no, no, this is all wrong. can't <laughs> talk. <laughs> oh, classic scene. <laughs> But yeah, one of the best guitar hero players is a cheater. And, you know, personally, this factors into why I have no mercy for cheaters and I fully support when developers either implement features to limit or eliminate cheating or remove features that would enable or facilitate cheating. Because it's like, it's not about you and your personal experience. Like, why can't I just do what I want? Because when it comes to like the higher level appreciation of a game, the competition, the prestige that comes along with the things that can be done. Motherfuckers still can't help themselves and cheat and developers don't want that. We, not we, but you know, the royal we being the royal them, is more concerned with like the purity and the enjoyment of the experience. And, and, and this opens a whole can of worms. Like I just don't understand the type of person that would get a new game and the first thing they do are looking for codes to change its structure or looking for mods to fiddle with it. And basically, you bought this thing and now you're making it not the thing you bought. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm a cheat. I just want to be I want to be the very very best.
1: best.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about the story? Anderson?
1: I mean, it is what it is. Cheater's gonna cheat, but like, once again, that's why I don't feel bad for people when they're like, "Oh, like, why don't you just let us do what we want with your game?" It's like because this is. Everybody's looking for an exploit and then they're gonna use that and make it seem like they're great at the game. And so that then when they come across the next game that doesn't allow them to use that exploit, they then show up and they're like, Well, this game sucks because they're trying to ham, they're trying to handcuff me and like keep me from enjoying the game I, I want to I, the way I want to enjoy it. So yeah. this is once again an example of why developers put in all these checks and balances and anti-cheats in games so that people can't do this type of shit. Returnal
0: the people complained of it down. oh uh, why is there why is there a formal same feature <laughs> <laughs> Well, they don't want people's saves coming. Well, yeah. Why do they care what I do? My single player game. Okay? I spend money on it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Now here's uh, my here's my here's my speed run of Returnal. <laughs> where yeah. I beat in one run.
0: <laughs> Two minutes. It's just a cut from <laughs> one minute in the first bio, the last minute, final boss. No data in between. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Why do they <laughs> I don't know, maybe the people who spent Tens of millions of dollars and years of their lives Specifically crafting this Perfectly balanced And curated product Want you to experience it in a specific way Instead of your bitch ass coming in and dumping hot sauce On the intro Taste it first, fool <laughs> Figure yeah.
1: it out uh, Next quick hit We have next a milestone yeah. for yeah. Nintendo Switch in, uh Nint- in the Nintendo's latest round of quarterly results we learned that the company revealed they have sold 103.54 million Switch consoles. Ooh, um, coming on the record. Yep, uh, this has surpassed the Wii which has sold 100 100- which sold 101.63 million and now the Switch is only behind the Game Boy at 118.69 million and the DS at a whopping 154.02 million. Wow. So, um, also, the president of Nintendo <laughs> revealed that the Switch is only in the middle of its life cycle. So Jesus. we 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 have a little we have we have a couple more years left before we get that that Switch Two or the fuck they ended up deciding. To I
0: for real thought you were going to say the president of the United
1: States. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> Joe Biden, rather than focusing on the Build Back Better plan, <laughs> weighing in on Nintendo success. <laughs> This is, a, this is a good signal and
0: indicator for our economy
1: yeah. it's gonna make more jobs yeah. <laughs> Joe Manchin blocking Nintendo yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> blocking his child from getting a Nintendo Switch for Christmas dad ruins everything Yeah. No, this is awesome news for Nintendo who knows maybe the Switch might become the highest selling console of all time we shall see. It's maintaining uh-huh. that momentum. It's got the library. It's got the functionality. Steam Deck even coming to copy. Oh. about to be out this year.
1: Oh, yes. Amazing. Oh, got what another else you got? quick hit.
0: Got a quick hit. Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Reportedly, it has been delayed until 2023. Personally, I think that's a good thing. Because they showed it off. It already had an uphill battle to climb, people were hating on the dialogue, and people were hating on the tone, and people were hating on the fact that it's just, it's Suicide Squad in the first place, and, oh, they're interesting, the, the movie was bad so the game can't be good, like that kind of shit, and eventually they came with a, a gameplay reveal. This is Rocksteady development, by the way. They came with a gameplay reveal. Honestly, it looked outstanding. And if I can play as Harley Quinn throughout the entire experience, then that'll be my Harley Quinn game. There, I don't know which developer it is, but we're getting Gotham Knights, which is basically gonna be my Batgirl game. So that'll be two dream games fulfilled. And yeah, it looks awesome. However, I'm glad that they're taking a little extra time with it. There's no need to put it out if it's not ready. And this game deserves all the time and attention it can get. Because, again, it has that uphill battle to climb. This, I really hope this is a home run for Rocksteady because it's a really cool concept. It's it's unique. It's fresh. Just not so far as in the superhero, supervillain, anti-villain, you know, stable of content. But in the sense of being a Suicide Squad game and taking on these characters you know we get we get the spider-mans all the time occasionally we get other superheroes insomniac's doing wolverine which is like another popular hero i want to see the less popular and less represented heroes in games that haven't necessarily had their games yet. sure we've had the dc Injustice games. It, those are outstanding, but they're just fighting games. This is something that's more. It's given us story. It's given us overworld. It's given us action. It's given us multiple characters. So, this is the kind of stuff I want to see. Take all the time you need, Rocksteady, get it right. Because you only get to make your first impression once. AMC, how do you
1: feel about it? Um, I mean, it makes total sense. Was it? Gotham Knights was delayed to 2022. So you would just assume that they would then delay Suicide Squad as well on top of that. So that they, you know, not have these games come out too close to each other. And give that perception that they're trying to Cannibalize the sales of one game With another Like how we Sending were it out, out to
0: die yeah, yeah, They're
1: sending Ghost of Tsushima out to die while they release it so close to Last of Us Yeah um,
0: And then everybody hated The Last of Us <laughs> to love Ghost of
1: Tsushima yeah. Ghost of Tsushima sells incredibly well Guaranteed to get a sequel has a movie coming out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Partnership uh, with the
0: Sushima Islands yeah. for tours in <laughs> <Yeah. and> history. <laughs> <yesterday. laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and so yeah, it made sense. Once they delayed uh Gotham Knights, you could you could foresee them delaying this game and it makes all the sense in the world. We we'll get in 2023. Um, this is the true next gen, um, I guess WB game. So uh no rush to get this one out. Uh, so yeah, when we get it. It looks like it has all the things going right tonally, and if the gameplay is there, it will be a game that I will be playing. Let's Absolutely. keep it moving, A-Dub, in the next quick, quick hit, hit of the quick week. Hit, quick hit, quick hit, quick hit. Um, we got word from Blizzard and one of their financial reports. You know, we, Basically, there's been a lot of investor calls going on right now. It's that earnings season, so... A lot of companies are given their. This is why you should invest invest in us because what we have coming down the line. And so uh, Activision Blizzard, they let us know that substantial new content is coming for the Warcraft franchise in 2022, which includes content from World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and getting an all new mobile Warcraft content for players in for players' hands for the first time. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get a Warcraft mobile game, a dub. How do you feel about this? I don't feel
0: anything. It does nothing for me. I'm, I'm absolutely flaccid. (laughs)
1: There's there's nothing going on here. Yeah. We have have what. so now we have Diablo Immortal and Warcraft (laughs) coming to the mobile space.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great for people who are in the world of Warcraft and, you know, want to play that kind of experience on their phone, have at it full, but I'm good. I don't need it. And, you know, let Blizzard get their mobile money. Mobile game. They could have directed those resources to make something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lord Jesus. Yeah, man. I I don't have anything, but another quick hit. (laughs) Quick hit. Got a quick hit for that ass. Uh, you talked about PlayStation launching a live service games. Well, you had some Nintendo news of how the Switch. It sold over 100 million units. The PS5 is selling pretty well, too. In fact, the PS5 has outsold Wii U's lifetime numbers in a single year. No. PlayStation 5 has 17 million units sold in a big first year on sale. The Wii U reached just 13.56 sales in its lifetime. <laughs> Sony PS5 outselling that in one year. Of its lifetime. Yeah. Take that, Nintendo bitch ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <is> acquiring Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo's going third party and staying independent. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but this, this is excellent news for the PS5. You know, it, it was a low point in Nintendo history. However, Nintendo is at yet another high point. It's kind of interesting the bookend of 13.56 million unit console life with over 100 million of the wii and over 100 million of the
1: switch yeah in their forecast for a console has been out for years there i think they're forecasting to sell about 22 million switches next year so that would be enough to cover the entire wii u life cycle and, and like what the
0: almost twice
1: yeah in what, like the eighth year of like the switch <laughs> no, not that far but you know i think we're about like five years deep at this point Jesus. Uh, next quick hit, A-Dub. Let's get into these February PS Plus games. Oh, the mount I forgot
0: about them. glad you pulled them.
1: We got, oh, if, you, if you're in the ground and impounding. If you're into Israel. It depends Ohio, on what you mean. But, yeah. I know, what was it, uh, Mark Norman? was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it sounds, it sounds, it sounds sexual. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds
0: increasingly violent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got that rear naked. <laughs> 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 Got that <granite>. <laughs> <laughs> uh So, yeah, if you're into all that good stuff, next month you can pick up EA Sports, uh, UFC 4, on the PlayStation 4 for PS Plus. All right. Uh, also, if you're if you're into DLC <laughs> for for your PS Plus offerings, they also have Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, A Wonderland. i thinking about it. <laughs> it's there. It's uh, advertisement for you know that next Tiny Tina Borderlands offshoot game. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and then the last one, Planet Coaster console edition this is your ps5 offering you can there's blueprints to quickly pace over 700 pre-made objects adub including coasters facilities and scenery
0: i'm gonna do it yes i ain't doing it <laughs> i ain't doing it no, i i love and respect those games i really want to play them it's just i can't bring myself to do it yeah it's all like it's it's kind of like sim city but without the conflict
1: yeah yeah Makes sense, <laughs> which is awesome to me.
0: Like, I would love to try to make the most efficient and profitable amusement park that I possibly could, but I th- there's too many good games, yeah. Just sense. don't have the time, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's fun. Are you gonna get anything?
1: Uh, the tiny Tina's, I'll you know, I'll market and yeah. I'll get down to if I'll get into it sometime, but other than that, you know, I'm not really into UFC and and Planet Coaster, it's not happening, yeah. but tiny Tina. I, I would consider that one. I'll probably I'll probably add that one to the collection.
0: Got another quick hit.
1: Quick, quick hit.
0: In case any of you forgot, Bloodborne PlayStation One D-Make is now
1: available. Yeah. It hasn't
0: been DMCA'd. It yeah. hasn't been taken down. The developer hasn't been sued into the ground. Nope, the DMake is out. Uh, it's it's moving. So. Mm-hmm. Get your piece Get while you still can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. I mean, it's just a, a remake of Bloodborne in PlayStation One graphics and, and precision. So, if you're into that sort of thing, do your thing. Personally, I'm not, but I applaud it. Takes a lot of creativity. Takes a lot of work to do that. Uh, AMC, how do you feel about it?
1: Uh, yeah, cool story. Uh, I got. I want to see the uh, screenshots to see how this looks, but not at all interested. But cool somebody made a passion project if Sony shuts it down then they're going to be like oh like why why are they shutting down people from from things that are just you know honoring something that was great why would they do that blah blah, blah. but it is what it is people get it while you can and quit your bitching when eventually that lawsuit comes up <laughs> oh man you got any other? i have no more quick hints you have any others you got no
0: Oh, uh, we talked about Rockstar. Uh, apparently, Cyberpunk 2077 popped up somewhere. Thinking that the next-gen patch is imminent. We'll yeah. see. AMC, you didn't get it.
1: Nah. Yeah. Grabs have been it. playing it, though. So. Kiss yeah, him. everybody
0: just needs to wait. I don't know why people have been jumping into that game now. It's like, yeah, they got it serviceable. But let's see what the... Let's see what the more complete vision is, instead mm-hmm. of you know judging this game by what it was, which is what it didn't need to be. Uh, GTA Five and GTA Online get their release dates coming out March, March fifteenth to be specific. So if you've been waiting for those, you get your triple dip on the I wait. Yeah, the wait has an endpoint. Uh, also, a little good news, a little positive news. Phil Spencer to receive Lifetime Achievement Award at 25th Annual Dice Awards. So get ready for that. It's in Las Vegas, February 24th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, is in Fortnite, and apparently Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak are coming too. Don't know why you would want to play as either of those guys, but The Rock, that's like... It's been overdue for The Rock to be in a video game in some form or capacity. I mean, if 50 Cent got, I think 50 Cent has two
1: games. Terry <laughs> Crews has a game. Does <laughs> he? Remember he was in uh, that in-between um, Saints Row game, the one that like people were upset about. Interesting. Terry Cruz, I
0: did not know that. Yeah,
1: I forgot what that game was called. It was like huh. something of Agents of Mayhem, maybe. Agents
0: of Mayhem. I think they just did him for advertisement. I don't think he was in the game.
1: Are you sure? I'm pretty
0: sure. Because sure. <laughs> it was like a thing. Oh, they got Terry Crews. With
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, The Rock. Like, where is The Rock game? Like, why is it there? Just a game called The Rock.
1: Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> and you
0: like it's a mixture of all of his films. <laughs> 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 Every one of his films in one game, uh, all yes. at the same
1: time. <laughs> I definitely would want to be the uh, Scorpion King at some point.
0: I would want to have the the two by four with the baseball bat grip and, and walk tall.
1: Oh, that movie is great with Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Johnny Knoxville letting his natural hair color out. My man is just straight white. Yes, oh, yeah. But you know, still alive, still cognitive,
1: <laughs> still jackassing.
0: I did. I I have I have such a soft spot for that man in my heart for things that he's done and how dedicated and just consistent he's been with not only who he is but what he brings to the table and how he does it because he very well could have gotten to Hollywood like, yeah, I all this. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he he stayed true to the craft he stayed true to himself yeah apparently Jackass Forever is pretty good so maybe I'll check that
1: out nice
0: but yeah all right Let's see he'd Hidetaka Miyazaki director of Elden Ring, has revealed his favorite Souls boss. In a quote, he says, if we're talking about a boss that I'm most proud of, To use those specific words, it would probably be the old monk from Demon's Souls. The reason being is there was a lot of pushback against that design and what we were (laughs) trying to do with it. But it was something I really, really wanted to do. I wanted to get that boss concept into the game, both from a visual design perspective and gameplay perspective, including the multiplayer element. From both the implementation and fun factor, we got a lot of pushback. No one believed in it at the time. But in the end, we came through, and I think it turned into an intriguing boss that the fans appreciated. With Demon Souls, there were a lot of mechanics throughout the development that were difficult to design. For instance, the asynchronous online features were complicated, but I think the old monk encompasses those tribulations and how we pushed through and made something we were proud of. My man, me inside. Everyone, applause, please. Yes. When that man speaks, you learn, you respect, you get good. (laughs) Everything, everything he says is a metaphor for soul. (laughs) Like if if he wrote a book about game design, ah, you can apply it to souls. You can apply it to life. Like that would be that's the next warrior philosophy book. It's Miyazaki writing a a game design book. Mm That's my feeling. And last but not least, let's go out on a somber note. Sony is forced to cut its PS5 sales forecast by millions. Of so, as you guys know, we're still in this pandemic or whatever hybrid of real life it has become. And there are still supply chain issues, there's still a chip shortage. Sony was sure that they'd move like. 14.8 PS5s by March 2022. They're cutting that down to 11.5. That signifies a drop of 3.3 million PS5s that would have been made available between now and the end of next month. And, you know, you're just going to have to try a little harder or you're going to have to wait a little longer. AMC, how does it you? I
1: mean, it, it sucks for people who are still waiting for a PlayStation console, uh, play, the PlayStation 5 console. It, it is what it is, but um, I mean, I got mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> better get um, Yeah, it's unfortunate. Also, it justifies why people are upset about it, but it also justifies why. You know, it's so funny how people are so inclusive when it comes to like developer decisions like oh like, like why, why are they cutting out certain consumers and why are they breaking up like communities uh but then like a game comes out that's cross-platform and then they're like oh why would they put out a cross-platform game like it should be only be next gen like it's, it's so funny like the, hip, the hypocrisy there it's like, yeah i mean it justifies why these games are cross-platform people less people are getting them and want more people to have access to them and so there's no real there's no real force to get these games immediately on, you know, only on the PlayStation Five console at this point. So, it is what it yeah, is.
0: It is what it is, and it do what it do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well, I'm all out of AMC. All right. I believe you're you're completely tapped.
1: Yes, sir. Well, you have any final words before we get out of here, Adeb?
0: Hey, eh, just keep having a good time. Things will get a little more normal soon, but get your ass vaccinated. Put your ass mask on. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. (laughs) Be safe. Be smart. And if you're not smart, listen to someone smart, not just someone who sounds like they're smart.
1: Yes. This is control issues. I am the ANC.
0: And this is safe. We are control issues. Thanks
1: for playing. (laughs) Sucker.